this is SBO Perspectives, and I am Jack Mitchell, here again along with the esteemed John Bricado. John Bricado. So this is a great episode. I got to tell you up front, and it's totally different. You know, having this perspective is, I think, really going to help us from a totally different angle and lens understand the SBO role even further, especially as it relates to boards. But with that, I wanted before preemptively to state um, with this episode, there were some issues and you may not have caught me in the beginning, a microphone actually in internet service, but for us, just understand that, you know, we are committed to doing this and bring this out each and every Thursday. So episode is still here, nice and clean and sweet for you guys. But John, why don't you get into who we have? Yeah, tech issues aside, we had a great conversation. And, you know, as Jack was saying, you know, the relationship with the board and the school business official is critically important. And today we have Michelle Werner. She's on the Board of Education for the Briarcliff Manor School District. And she gives us kind of the behind the scenes view of, of a board member and all that they have to go through in their volunteer service and what it means to interact with the school business official and really some sage words of advice for all of us here as sitting school business officials or maybe those aspiring to become one one day but does a wonderful job just really kind of taking us through a to z on how she sees the relationships playing out so here's our interview with michelle today on the podcast we have michelle werner vice president of the board of education at briarcliff manor union free school district michelle welcome to the podcast Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super thrilled to have you on. We, you know, throughout this podcasting experience, we have all kind of walks of life in public education, but I think you're the first board member that we've had on. And we think it's such a critical experience with, you know, being a business official interfacing with the board. So again, thank you for, for coming on today. But before we jump into too many specific questions, why did you get involved as a board member? Oh, gosh, that's a long That's a million dollar question, right? (laughs) That really is the million dollar question. Well, I, when I moved to Briarcliff, I started going to Board of Education meetings and I was actually very inspired because I showed up and realized that they were very well attended. And I thought that was a really great sign of a healthy community and a healthy school district. So I was eager to sort of just be a part of that, but I never really had a desire to be a board member. I just knew that it was important to show up and be involved in your community. I'm also a teacher, so I have that perspective. And I just started attending board meetings. And the more I attended board meetings, the more I learned. And the more I learned, I realized, wow, you know, I'd like to see things go in a bit of a different direction. So I thought, you know, that to make a very long story short, I was really energized to be involved, to help push the school district into, well, where we are today. And that's really... (laughs) COVID now, but totally unexpected. But there was also a bond that failed. So that was incredibly disappointing to me as a community member. I had at the time three very small children and I was really disappointed that the bond failed. I thought there was not enough communication about it. I think community members in general were not very well informed not just about the bond proposition, but how it came to be. So that was another reason why I thought it was really important to get right in there and be a part of the process. I really wanted to have a connection to the school district 
but also be able to connect with the community members and really explain things to people and say, this is why you should go out and vote for this bond. This is all of the planning that went into it. So I think, you know, there are a lot of reasons to get involved in the school board, but those were just a few. So you mentioned, you know, you wanted to be on both sides now being connected to the school and kind of being a liaison to parent groups in the community. So having been on the board for a number of years, what can you say now? You know, I know COVID is, is a big one, but outside of that, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face as a board of education member? Sure. I think COVID is the biggest one right now. It's really all encompassing. It affects everything. It affects financial choices, it affects policy, it affects operations, it affects parents. You know, there are a lot of parental opinions, whether kids should be in school, if they should not be in school, how the school is handling the safety and health in the district. So I think COVID is a big one. I think the current political climate is another really big challenge right now. And I think we can't ignore that. You know. It is complicated and everyone has very, very strong opinions, but I think if the focus is 100% on the students, good decisions will be made. I right. think a school board's job is to rise above the noise, have the focus on educating the students every single day, and as long as that's the focus, really good choices will be made. I also think, side note, that there is a challenge with the tax cap formula not being sustainable long-term. Yeah. Yep, you're speaking to the right crowd. <laughs> yeah, well, I think not a lot of school board members realize that. I remember I went to a NISPA conference a few years back and I asked that question in a room full of school board members and I was like, what are we gonna do about this, guys? It's not sustainable. Right. You know, we call it the 2% tax cap, but really it's it's the formula. And when you look 10 years down the road, 13 years down the road, it's not sustainable. So at some point, every district is going to have to go above that limit. And that's really scary because the, those, those budgets often don't pass. So that is definitely a school board challenge and a district challenge. And you're right, we're talking to the right group of people here. Right. But I think it's important that people keep that in mind. Well, I, you know, you bring up the tax cap and, and that's a, a critical issue, especially in our realm of school business officials. And, you know, the whole budgeting process itself is a very public process. And it's something that, you know, we as school business officials work closely with the superintendent and the board of education. So that being said, how do you see an effective relationship with school business officials interacting with the board? And what do you see as that kind of idyllic relationship, both kind of maybe in public session and not in public session? Sure. The idyllic <laughs> That's a good one. This is a tricky question because I know how specific all of our board member personalities are. Right. And, you know, it's a challenge. I think this must be a challenge for SBOs and their board members. Board members sometimes change every year and you have to get to know someone new. There are different personalities, you know, that you're learning and trying to work with. So this is a really, really tricky question. And I think there's a delicate balance. You know, on one side, I think you can't get too personal. I don't think a board member should 
you know, be calling the SBO like their their personal assistant or, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they shouldn't be on call, right? No one should be calling you guys at all hours of the night or on the weekends just because they don't understand what's written in a report or on a presentation. But on the flip side, if it's all paperwork and overly formal, I think you lose an opportunity to develop a relationship and really build trust, which is really, really key. So I think that SBOs should understand that board members during meetings are going to ask more pro forma questions to get clarity. I think we do that a lot to explain things to community members. And of course, we want to have that relationship with you guys where we can call you if we do have a question. But I think, you know, good boundaries are healthy for everyone. And just respectful and meaningful questions for everyone involved is going to build that level of trust that is really needed between school business officials and board members. Awesome. Awesome. But I had to do, I had to say this though, that when you have to be careful what district you're in, when you have sometimes a superintendent, because I've had different superintendents and I can say that, you know, some superintendents, you know, want to have more control and not necessarily have you interject directly. They want to maybe, whether it be understand the information first, decipher it, or make it more palatable or whatever the case may be. But I think that that's something crucial that our peers should know as well, that you don't always want, you want to learn that first. You want to understand what your superintendent, how they, he or she may want to really, you know, navigate and work with the board. Cause I, I like I said, I've had two different instances or one, it's deferred to me and one it's is more so well you know i'm not even in exec sessions all the time you know sometimes i am sometimes wow. i'm not you know so that's so interesting i guess yeah. i would have presumed that school business officials have more of a relationship with the board members automatically but i guess you know that's that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting viewpoint yeah, the right. culture of district, I think, really yeah. molds kind of how that relationship is. As, yeah. as Jack was saying, I've been with other districts as well, and it wasn't just assumed like I'd be in an executive session, only if it was specific to maybe if I was leading negotiations or if it was doing a you know sensitive budget update or something like that. But it, it really is different from district to district. It's kind of how that, again, like that culture is set up. I still think school business officials should have good relationships with their board members, though. Agreed. It makes me a little sad to think that some superintendents block that because I think that I shouldn't say block that. They want, uh, I guess. Yeah, well, some are a little bit more in tune with like the chain of command, I guess, you know, having sure. a, that direct correspondence with a board of education isn't always what a superintendent desires. And then on the other hand, you know, like I can talk to any board member pretty much freely. There's not an issue there. So it yeah. really is dependent on kind of how that hierarchy is set up, but which leads me to kind of the next question, you know, so you and the board with the rest of your board members as a governing body, how do you really measure the success of a superintendent and and the administrative staff? Yeah, well, I think that the, this is one of my favorite things because I think the best way to measure success is through creativity. I think there's an expectation that the board will receive a clean audit and that paperwork will provide a lot of information for board members, but that's an, that's a business official's job. I think when we're looking to measure success, 
what is the school business official bringing to the table? What are they doing to connect with the community? Do they understand the community? Are they responsive to community needs? I think that effectiveness comes from that ability to be creative and really be responsive to your own school district. And it's funny you say that. I, I really appreciate that answer. I think the creativity is critically important, but you know, I don't know that I would categorize school business officials as the most creative <laughs> type. You know, it's very black and white in, in numbers, but I think with the administrative team and the superintendent as a whole, it's an awesome way to really kind of categorize a successful team at a district. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you guys are creative. I think you guys really oversee all of the operations in the school. You have a really unique viewpoint. And I think a school business official can have an opportunity to bring up creative solutions, whether that has to do with food service or whether that has to do with capital improvement projects or you know, whatever, it could be anything. But I think you guys have a really unique position within a school district. And yeah, you I can see where you would think it's all black and white and numbers, but you learn a lot through the numbers. You, you really, really do. learn a lot through the numbers and you guys have an eye on every single thing district-wide. So I think you can bring things to the table. I think you can bring a lot of creativity. Okay, you changed my mind a little bit. All right, maybe we're maybe I didn't give us enough credit where credits due. You know, the creativity can be <laughs> found in different areas. But absolutely. So again, kind of speaking from the governing standpoint, why do you think it's so important for boards to ask those tough questions and be so transparent? And you know, where can the business official kind of fit into that whole piece? Because I know especially over the, the course of the past few years, there have been a lot of tough interactions for better or for worse. And, you know, across the state, we're seeing all kinds of things going on at board meetings that maybe we hadn't seen in the past. But why do you think it's so important that the board keep the district accountable and ask those tough questions? Yeah, I think the tough questions are key because everything is so difficult to understand. I think your average community member does not really understand all that goes into a budgeting process or even changes that happen throughout the school year. Even what might seem perfunctory to a, a board member is really hard and difficult to understand to your average community member who might just be showing up to a board meeting because they are energized about a certain topic. So I think tough questions and transparency are key because it helps educate the community. I think, you know, when I talk to community members, the what I hear the most is, well, my taxes are so high and, you know, for the, the amount of taxes that we pay. And I get that. I remember sitting in board meetings and only really understanding what my taxes were. And I had no idea what is TRS, what is ERS, what is the appropriated <laughs> fund balance. Those are really complicated aspects and, and the whole budgeting process in general is so really difficult to understand. So I think tough questions and transparency really help clarify for community members. Well, I was just gonna say, I, I get what you're saying with respect to, to having those questions, but I think that there's always something nowadays, especially meetings 
I would say more so televised, right? Whether it be, you know, through Facebook, live or or other mediums, YouTube. But I, I think that you have to be cautious still that if folks don't understand and you need to have it more in layman's terms, you might want to try to find a different form, maybe like through a coffee hour, right? A superintendent's coffee hour or some other separate type of way because things can get misconstrued even when you're trying to break things down i think at some of these meetings so i i feel that there's a certain structure and rigidity that you should follow but i mean from your perspective as a board member do you think that that makes sense to maybe have separate meetings if you will i think that would depend district to district i think that would depend on your knowledge of your community if that's a better forum then yeah you should go with that Right. I think you have to know your community and how certain people are going to react. I am a firm believer in transparency and tough questions at board Mm -hmm. meetings, but I hear you. Maybe that's not always the best format. It is tricky. With- it depends on your area. You're right. It depends. Because I, I think it's, in my case, the district, demographically speaking, you have to be careful because you have certain people that, you know, let's say there's one thing they want to pick on, right? And then now they take over the meeting and you have lost control and it becomes a, a back and forth situation. Even if you try to time it, if you try to collect questions and go about certain certain fashion, it becomes an issue that I think you have to have, at least for certain situations, a separate form. For, for sure. I think I think that's very helpful. I mean, we uh, you're right. We time our public comments. We make sure that, you know, we keep it fair for everyone. No one's allowed to go over the time limit. When the timer goes off, you are done. And mm-hmm. there is no back and forth with board members. And sometimes there's no back and forth with the superintendent. It, it really depends on the situation. But I really see your point. It, it is helpful to have coffees, to have open forums outside of board meetings. That's incredibly helpful for every community member. And tough questions can be asked there, too, and explained. Sure. Right? Board members and- are there, too. Yeah, not to catch up. Board members are there, too. It makes sense. You know, not the whole board, but, you know, several board members could be helpful in that situation. Definitely. And I think the board president needs to also know when to cut off a conversation, right? When when yeah. someone is harping on something in the audience and it's very clear that nothing anyone on on the dais is going to say is going to change their mind, then that's when that conversation is over and maybe the superintendent can give them a call after. There are a lot of very respectful ways to end a conversation in a public meeting that is on camera, that, you know, still welcome feedback from community members, but don't disrupt the process of the board meeting. Because really, at the end of the day, we have business to conduct, right? Correct. So it's really important to always be mindful of getting back to the business that needs to be conducted. But also, nothing but respect for community members who want to come out and voice their opinions. That's really an important part of the process, too. You know, Michelle, you you mentioned something while you were answering this kind of in, in the beginning and you were rattling off some different acronyms, you know, TRS, ERS, and, you know, we in education love our acronyms. So I, I have to ask if you can hearken back to your first year as a board member, was it like drinking through a fire hose, learning all of this, especially through the budgeting process? Okay, I'm going to go back a few years before that when I started attending board meetings. 
I attended board meetings on the regular before I became a board member. So my first year as a board member was a little bit easier. But when I first started going to board meetings, that first budget season was insane. And it wasn't a difficult budget. I just sat in the seats and said, what are they talking about? I have no earthly clue what these acronyms mean. I don't know why they're important. I don't know why certain board members are upset about that number and certain board members are not. Why? What, like, what is happening? And I remember I would go home and I would Google things. <laughs> what is this? A learning process. <laughs> it really is a learning process. It's a big learning process. And I imagine for most board members in their first year on the board, it is like drinking out of a fire hose. It's so complicated. In, in what I've witnessed too, I think in many cases, people who run for a board of education seat don't, if they haven't done it before, don't necessarily know how much work it is, you know, behind the scenes, because, you know, as a community member, you're only seeing these people one to two times a month. So, you know, how hard could it be? But I think and you can attest to that, how much work goes in behind the scenes to prepare for all that and all the behind the scenes things that you can't necessarily discuss in public. I mean, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I had no idea. Even though I attended board meetings, even though I was a teacher and I have a little bit of background in the world of education, I still had no clue when I joined the Board of Education how much work it would be. In Within my first year, we started the Facilities Planning Committee to get a jump start on another bond that did end up passing. But that was a year and a half of meetings twice a month and these meetings were like two hours long they involved teachers they involved staff from the school district they involved community members it was a really it was quite a large committee of 21 people so that wow. was work in a, in addition to the board meeting schedule i'm now on the policy committee that's a weekly meeting that I have. Yeah. That's a lot of reading, right? So mm -hmm. I had no idea how much work went on behind the scenes, but I do now. Yeah. And you know, you must be a glutton for punishment because you just got reelected, you know, for three more years. So congratulations on that. Thank <laughs> you. Apparently, I am. Is that glutton for punishment? No, <laughs> no I'm very you know, happy I, to serve. I have a question that came up actually in my mind. And I thought about it, you know, I and I know every year, boards do retreats so just from your perspective michelle do you think it's more beneficial or or not to maybe open up the retreat to other cabinet members including sbls our board retreat does include our sbl i'm a big fan of having Very board nice. retreat every single year it mm -hmm. does and has always included our sbl this sort of goes back to you know when you were, uh, when we were talking about creativity, you know, you guys have a perspective that is so different than the perspective of, of the superintendent and the perspective of the board and really the That's perspective true. of anyone else in the district. So yeah. I think what SBOs bring to the table is really, really important. You know, we don't always realize what you deal with when you say, oh, the board has so all of these other things to deal with behind the scenes. I think board members sometimes don't understand all that a school business official does from 
eight in the morning until the wee hours at night. Yeah, it's it, it's a lot, but I think that that's mutual with with both sides, as you said. I mean, we we all have you know a lot going on, but I think the important point to to make is that we should understand that of each other too, because you know we get sometimes we get our blinders on and don't realize how much is going on behind the scenes. But so Michelle, with wrapping up here, we always would ask our guests to kind of give a final word of advice to, to our listeners. And, you know, although it is SBO perspectives, we do have a, a wider range of audience. So, you know, with that said, um, what would be kind of your parting words and words of advice for our, our listeners and SBOs around the state? All right. So to the SBOs around the state, and we've sort of already covered this a little bit here, I would say during budget season, explain everything like you're talking to a room full of fifth graders <laughs> okay i i, I really believe yeah you know having sat on the other side and not understood anything about budgeting having sat behind the table and asked a lot of questions because i really mm-hmm. still didn't understand everything i think it is really really critical that sbos don't gloss over the acronyms or the slide that is really important for the tax levy limit calculation. It's really Mm -hmm. difficult to understand. It's difficult for board members to understand, and it's even more difficult for your average community member. And that's typically when community members start tuning in. So I would say Mm -hmm. really don't dismiss that. That's a real opportunity to bring people in, educate people and get people to rally around this budget that you're creating for the district because really you want them to vote yes you want to bring people in now astoundingly (laughs) you know so that's a really good point you know i think that for our listeners probably you know you don't really necessarily get critiqued if you will by the board maybe maybe the message might come from the superintendent you know as one voice as your presentation but maybe it makes sense sometimes too if a board could have some input as to how the presentation should be like you said make sure it's in that that palatable you know message where folks can really relate and understand it more in depth right because presentations do vary i mean you can break things down but presentation may not be suited to what you know what your message is but i think that what you're saying is critical that for our spos maybe even breaking down the slides further I don't think you do a fifth grade slide though. <laughs> but you never I know. know. That, that would be if someone figured that out, that would be so, that'd be worth a lot of money. Six huh? figures, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's it's really critical. And you know, to your point, I I think our board definitely asks for specific slides and a lot of specificity from presentation to presentation. If there's something That's we want good. more de- detail on, we ask. And so there if go. there are board members out there who are listening, you know, I would encourage them to keep asking questions and not be afraid if they don't understand. You guys are mm. awesome at explaining things. So, you know, but just keep up the great work and keep trying to explain it to everyone because it's not an easy process. Awesome. Good stuff. Wow. Yeah. Michelle, thank you so much for your time yeah, today. Um, we, we are honored to have you on and are excited to get this out to, to everybody. Well, thank you both. It was a pleasure being here. Pleasure meeting you, Michelle, and thank you for your input. So greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thanks again for tuning in today with our conversation with Michelle Warner. Just another big thank you to her and taking, again, even more time out of her day outside of being a board member to 
get, again, take us behind the scenes and, and really walk us through what oh, it means to be a board member and, and, you know, interacting with the school business yeah. folks. John, I got to say you're lucky, brother, because, you know, to have that's a board member. You know, she studied the craft even before coming onto the board. Yeah. She's involved now, policy committee. And that that is a lot. You know, sometimes we get those follow up looks for the policy committee. So many, you know, they're trying to do each year to keep up with. But I mean, she gave one of the best perspectives that I've heard in a while. And so I think our listeners are really, really appreciate this. And she's a great, great person, great synergy. I love that. I mean, you know, if all board members like that in the world, it would be like SBO heaven. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't want to say that there are bad women out there. There aren't bad women. It's different perspectives. And so, but hers is great. And she laid it out for us the way every board member should do and how that relationship should be, right? But it is different. And so we hope that everyone gleans on on whatever they can get out of this to to understand our relationship and then work best in their favor. Yeah. So, you know, again, thanks to, to Michelle and to all of you that are tuning in, you know, as, as, we, as we were talking about a couple episodes ago, we do have some more developments coming up with our partnership with ASBO International. So be on the lookout for that. But again, week after week, we'll keep delivering the content and we look forward to next week episode too. So with that, yep. we're signing off for this week.